Welcome, ArtVance community. You're on the ArtVance podcast. We are going after God's heart for the arts industry. You will be inspired to be uncontained in your God-given passion, talent, and creative ventures. Join me as we interview other people from around Australia and beyond about their field of industry and how God is speaking to them, how He's influencing their field through their life of worship, and how they're hearing God in the process of that and impacting their people within their field of industry. Find your wings with us as we collaborate, discuss, inspire, and peer coach each other through the power of story, revelation, and industry mission fueled by a vibrant life of worship. Well, welcome everybody, my Artvance community out there. I am so excited about today's episode. We have a guest on the show who's a really powerful influencer among many circles of Christianity and business. And I want to let you know a little bit about Wes Leak. Wes Leak is husband to Pam, father to four wonderful children, Joanna, Bethany, Samuel, and Elijah. He is a businessman doing business God's way and is passionate about gathering people towards the vision of collaboration strategy and the healing of the land he also carries with him unique tools and god-given abilities to empower individuals businesses and parachurch ministries to thrive in their calling with clarity and with a deep sense of being god's beloved the peace wes carries is contagious and his joy for life and passion to see other people thrive reveals the heart of god and brings so much healing to those who are blessed to encounter him so guys without any further ado I'm going to welcome Wes Leek onto the show. Wes, welcome to Artvance. It's so good to have you on. Thanks, Elliot. It's, it's my pleasure to be here. And I'm so looking forward just to spending time with you. Oh, and then having a conversation recorded to go, to go out to others as well. It's brilliant. It's fantastic. Um, Wes, I was reading through your bio, and obviously we've known each other for uh, maybe a, a year or two now and seen each other at different events. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of where you've come from, your roots, your background, and we'll try and link that in with what God you feel God's doing right now. Yeah, so no, that's fine. So uh, I say that I was someone who's been going to church even since before I was born, because <laughs> my mum and dad uh, were both uh, Christians, and I grew up in an AOG church. Uh, it wasn't until I, I think it was about nine, I was at a kids' church. Uh, service one day and we had some guest speakers and they challenged us about giving life to the Lord and I realized that hey I haven't done that yet. it was time to do it so I, I really clearly remembering making that decision but um, I always say I didn't feel like it it changed me much until I was about 13 and we've been through some rocky stuff my dad had a business and sadly some things went wrong and dad ended up in jail for a period of time for nine months during that and so it was around about that time I felt hang on if I am a Christian then I need to live my life like I am and to start applying and living and walking out my life with that which started me on a journey of doing that of seeing his face what does it look like to walk out this that I believe, yeah. Fantastic, Wes. And and right now, what's something you're working on right now that you're really excited about that feels like connecting to your your core and your destiny at this moment in time? You know, um, 
see, the key word that God seems to have spoken to me about for this year is uh, listen, uh, that I need to be listening more to God. And so for the last 12 months, we've done this thing called listening prayer once a week where we just come, there's a group, there's about 12 or 14 of us that gather, and we just say, okay, Father, here, this is a passage of scripture we think you've given us, and it's just, what do you, you speak to us. And this is one of the things that I've found, Elliot, over the years is I've had agendas and where <laughs> I want to see things going, but as God just keeps bringing back, just sit here a minute, son, and listen to me, will you? And just come back to me. It's oh, the other thing with this is because when we when we hear God speak to us, often we interpret that through our own lens and think, well, this is what it means. Um, but what I found is that actually. Um, you know, one of my friends said to you last week when you're interviewing, you know, someone and they say something great, you should say, that's fantastic. Tell me more. And it's like, it's like um, I'm learning that when God speaks, it is, that's great, God. Let's talk together about the details. Let's work this out. Let's not me grab and run out ahead and think I'm doing what God is saying without talking to him about it and coming back and saying, you know what, I need to walk this out with you step by step. What does this mean? What is it like? Who do I need to call? What do I need to do? What are the practicalities? And just just coming to that place of, okay, God, we've done that. What's next? What's next? And listening to God that whole way through. Now, that's, that, um, that takes discipline. Um, it takes a grace to do that. And it means that I've got to keep pulling myself up. But what I found though, it causes less pain <laughs> because you no, know, you don't run ahead of where God is taking you, and you're not left wondering where did I go wrong. Yeah, so good. The step by step, day by day. I feel like a lot of us are in that same box because we really can only take one day at a time at the moment with the era we're living in. Um, and to be honest, I feel like God's really excited about that because we haven't got our, our plans aren't working. It's, it's like every day we've got to go, okay, God, I've got to see with fresh eyes. I need a fresh wine skin. Everything has to be new literally every morning because um, yesterday's not working anymore. Um, and so I really love that. Whereas now this podcast is geared towards worshipers and artists. And one of the things I love about you, Wes, is, is what comes prophetically to mind because I'm a very visual person is when I think of Wes Leak, I think of the someone who has set the uh, the prestigious table and has prepared a place for all these unique, different artistic and business-like people to come together. And it's around this fellowshipping around the table, like a Psalm 23. I sit down in the presence of my enemies to eat food um, and, and celebrate the goodness of God. But I, I see you as a gatherer and someone who loves to get the right people together and things just take off. Like God releases angelic, you know, assignments. God releases grace. He releases revelation, clarity, and ease, ease. Like we're done striving, right? We're all sick of striving, um, you know, and there's an ease attached to it. And so I want you on the show today because there's a sense about you that God is has raised you up for such a time as this to gather all these people together and sit back and watch what God does. Um, and th- I feel like that's very key to 
impacting the arts industry and the call to worship and and all of that. Is there anything you want to share about that um, currently? That's that's kind of speaking God speaking to you about at the moment. You know, Elliot, I I need to confess that I am an introvert. I I like my own company. I don't necessarily like to be around other people. <laughs> that's people are very shocked when I say that. However, so I this is not something that comes naturally to me. That's that, that's what I'm saying. But I recognise that God has used me powerfully to connect people together, and and it is something that is um, I've had to learn, and it's something to like one of the key things, like a, you know, I've put on numerous events over the years, and I remember one event they were putting on that I was very embarrassed about because we only had four people turn up when we had this, you know, great speaker speaking, and like it ended up like literally we had just one table in this big restaurant and I'm thinking oh crap god this is not good but you know at at the end of that time ten thousand dollars changed hands because people were actually able to sit down talk to each other hear their story hear in depth what they were doing and realize that hey you have the answer to the situation that I'm facing wow. and so yeah. money started changing hands and so I've had to learn that even if I put one person together or two, two people together or, you know, I have a room full of 130 or, or 500 or whatever people together, it's, it's, it's being comfortable with God. What are you, what are you doing right now? Uh, you know, we have another gathering tonight where we're pulling people together from around the place. And it's like, you know, we've had people pull out and stuff and I'm thinking, God, what's going on? And he says, well, I'm, I'm getting the people in the room that I want together. So just you, so good. you do what I'm calling you to do, yeah. you know, and, and doing that. And um, we can't do everything ourselves. In fact, I don't think we can do anything ourselves. Mm. When One of the things I learned many years ago too was that when God gives you a vision for something, you're not the only one that he's called to do that. Mm. He's spoken to others about it. And a lot of times it is actually finding out who are those people and then bringing them together and work together. And I had a bit of a wake up call a number of years ago. I was at a conference in Hawaii actually. And I was like, it was the end of the week and I was bone tired and um, like I was conscious I was hungry. So I needed to go down to dinner to have something to eat, but I wanted to go down and eat and leave. You know, I didn't want to stay around. Anyhow, I'm sitting at the table and I wasn't talking to anyone um, because I just, I just, I was peopled out because I get peopled out. And um, I looked over and there was another couple on the other side of the table. And I thought, no one's talking to them. I'm not talking to anyone. And I just heard God whisper, get up and go around and talk to them. So I thought, oh God, this, this is not what I want to do. Anyhow, I got up, went around and talked to them. And um, the revelation that came from that conversation was just incredible. And um, it really answered some of the stuff that I'd actually gone to the conference for. And I, and I was thinking, man, what if I hadn't have got up and got around and spoke to them? Um, you know, this is, this is, um, who knows? <laughs> this, I, I say some of the events that I run is that who knows that, that the person next to you um, might well have the answer to the problem you're facing right now but you'll never know unless you talk to them. And it's, you know, it's all, 
like you know sometimes you gotta uh, uh, tell another crazy story I, I was invited to speak at an event and um they said to me can you bring a female entrepreneur with you and i thought that's fine and, and i was thinking god who do i ask and um this person's name kept coming to mind and I didn't phone her because I thought she's going to be too busy. There's no way she's going to be interested in this. You know, all those kind of excuses went through my mind. Anyhow, it finally got to the Monday and the event was on the Saturday. And I thought, I, I can't shake this. So I picked up the phone and phoned her. I said, I said to her, you know, Marg was her name, Marg, um, I know you're probably very busy, but would you like to join me to speak at this event? And she said yes straight away. But I want to tell you that that led to, like I spoke at this group of, Christian business people and there were certain questions I asked and it was obvious that they their basic business skills just were very very poor and Mark said to me you know what we need to get some government funding we need to be able to train these people that took us on a journey of um, that church establishing 30 different businesses and that was six seven years ago now wow. and those businesses are thriving um, wow and do you know I, I need to tell you too that that conversation has led to I, it's probably about half a million dollars worth of business wow. all because I listened to God saying you need to invite this person to speak with you now I didn't invite her to speak with me to, to, for a business opportunity or anything like that and this is the thing is God <laughs> may be putting someone on your mind or an idea on your mind and you may think you know this is crazy but Make the phone call. Go visit them. Build relationship with them. You never ever know where that's going to lead. That's so yes. good, Wes. I love that because it reminds me of Ephesians one seventeen, where Paul prays, "I pray you get the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of Jesus, and to know the hope of your calling, and to experience and gain the inheritance that's in the saints." And it just reminds me, you're like, God has placed keys in each of us that, you know, sometimes it's not the person you would typically connect with, but they hold a key to the door you have to walk through. And, and it's so funny because he actually gets our ambition out of the way and asks us just to follow those whispers. And I just love that story. That's so good. Wow, Wes. Well, one thing I wanted to raise uh, today is about the whole thing around business what is the what what do you feel has been god's heart behind your business because obviously your desire is to see christian businesses thrive and that story is the springboard right um what do you feel like the mission of god behind your business is for people that you minister to through business for me personally a business says to connect people with god and others through profound strategies to help them to glorify God and grow their business supernaturally. So um, number one is connecting people with God. Uh, so we, uh, we uh, used or proclaimed a strategy called Two Chairs by a guy called Bob Bodine, which is a very simple thing. It's just making sure, you know, you had that daily time with God that is a conversation with him. It's not you sitting down and, rattling off, these are all the things I'm praying for today. It's actually saying, okay, God, what's on your heart for me today? Mm. And, and that, that is a real shift in a mindset because it's, okay, God, what do you want to accomplish? Like, I, I know what I want to accomplish, but God says that his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our ways. You, you know, our thoughts. 
So it's like, how do I get God's thoughts? Well, you need to ask him that. And, and I can tell you, I can tell you a funny story about this. So I was, simple. Um, I, look, you know, this is not rocket science. Yeah. You know, this is, it's just not, you know, I, I even got to the situation before coming to a meeting. I often sit down and say, okay, God, what's on your heart for this meeting? And I can remember because it was like I, I was actually running early for a meeting one day, which is very unusual for me. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Uh, but but I was I was like 15 minutes early. Some something happened and I was early. And so I was sitting in the car thinking, what am I going to do for the next 15 minutes? And God said to me, Well, why did you have a two chairs tied with me? You know, so it's just, so like often in the car, I pictured Jesus is in the the passenger seat and him and I are having this conversation. And uh, I said to him, um, what's on your heart for this meeting? He said, I want you to raise homeschooling. I said, well, that's, that's not on the agenda today. That's nothing to do with the agenda today. And, um, but I, I couldn't flag, you know, anyhow, I went into this meeting and it wasn't my meeting. It was somebody else's meeting and I was there attending. Um, but at the end, um, the guy that we were meeting said, is there anything else you want to raise? And I said, yeah, I want to talk about homeschooling. <laughs> anyhow, long story short, that led to that organisation connecting with another person. They signed a, a million dollars contract around that. That was all because God dropped homeschooling. Now, he didn't give me details. He didn't give me anything else. He just said, I want you to talk about it today. But I talked about it. Some stuff unfolded. They said, this is what we're trying to do. And, and I said, well, to do that, you need to really talk to these other guys. And then we raised another meeting with the other guys. I, I should tell you a funny story about that. When I got to that meeting, I, I felt really bad that I put the two of them together because the other guy that I got this guy to meet with, I felt like I was always asking him for stuff. And, and so I was feeling really bad about it. And I can remember walking to the meeting and praying, God, I'm constantly asking this guy for things. Is there any way that I can bless him? You know, and anyhow, we got to the meeting. And first off the bat, he says, I'll do anything for Wes because, um, Many years ago, I had given him the name, and I'd forgotten that I'd done this. Given that he was looking for someone, I'd given him the name of a person, said, here, contact this person, they'll be able to help. And what I didn't realise is that he had actually employed him, and that guy became a major driver in their business. Wow. And it was like, <laughs> like, I had no idea about this. And, you know, sometimes, Elliot, this is one of the things, if we are pushing after stuff for what we can get out of it, and look, I know, look, you know, you're an artist. You've got to put food on the table. You've got to make connections. You've got to do that. I get that and I understand. It's the same for business. Yeah. But God has a way of doing it, which is way above what you and I can do. But it comes down to that daily connection with God. God like, and sometimes when you reach out to someone, it's not like, some, like I, yeah, I'm telling you a lot of stories today. This is, like I can remember the concept. It's good. Um, one of my friends was putting a business conference on in Colorado Springs. And just I just felt very strongly about it. So you need to go to this conference. And I'm thinking that's ridiculous. I'm going to fly into Colorado Springs like for two days and turn around and fly back home. Like that's just crazy stuff. You know, <laughs> if you do that. One, one, it costs a lot of money to do that. Um, Two, it's like, I don't travel well. Like, you know, that. Um, anyhow. So while I was, at, as I look back at the thing that I heard there was that um, 
but who led the work of Manny Pacquiao in, you know, the when the richest, what is one of the um, highest money earners in sports in the world from the Philippines. And and it, they were just telling a story about all the stuff that he was doing. And I thought that's, that's it was like God said to me, I need you to know this information. And that, that was it. You know, and there was a couple of other things that happened, but nothing, you know, too major. And, and yeah, I flew home. Uh, so that was about August, September, I think. And then soon after that, they came home and they announced that Manny Pacquiao was um, doing a fight in Brisbane. I mean, that's that's crazy stuff. You know, that hasn't happened before. But when, I, when it was announced, I felt like God said to me, you need to serve this guy while he's here in, in Brisbane. I had no idea how on earth to do that. But it was all because I knew who he was because of that thing. Anyhow, there's a lot of story to that. It'll take me a while to share. The end result was that while Manny was here, we went, he runs a nightly Bible study every night prior to his fights. He's not going to fight anymore, but yeah. and he so we we ran those. We had up to a thousand people attending those meetings every night. 300 people gave their lives to the Lord that week. Wow. It was crazy stuff, crazy stuff. And um and just like, yeah, I mean, there's other things. I had to fly to Manila for the weekend to meet with him for half an hour. Like, it's just, but, but what God did from that, so there, there, there is following faith equals risk. You're taking risk. You know, and a number of you guys, I know you've got, God's giving you um, worship songs he's giving you scripts he's giving you dreams and visions about how to do things differently and it is taking a risk and and you've got to have um i guess you've got to have the balls to do it you know you've got to step out and believe in yourself you know um in doing that and look you do that with fear and trembling i know that because it's just like who am i to say this things but there is something that comes. Um, you look at God doesn't tend to give you the money first. Now, now as an accountant, as an accountant, which is my background, that does my head in. Because, <laughs> you know, and there's also a passage, you know, in, in the Gospels where Jesus said, "You don't build a house without counting the cost." But a lot of times, God doesn't work that way. He says to you, "Go to the land I'm showing you to go yes, to." Yes, that's right. Yeah. As you go, God provides. As yeah. you go, sets it out. And you see, you actually see this in a lot of businesses and things that God gives one person the idea and the other person the money. Why on heck on earth he doesn't give the person with the idea the money? I'll never know. But that's not what happens. That's not the way God works. Um, so let's just come to terms with that, come to grips with it. Because often the person with the money actually doesn't have the imagination. I look, yeah. I look at it and say, how did you get the money in the first place? <laughs> you know? but, but, it, it's, but this is a part of God. God is all about community and bringing people together. Yeah. It's so good. And I just love that story that you shared. It was actually more about the plane trip than it was the conference that you ended up at. Is yeah. that right? So yeah. you connected with this person on the plane, got yeah. to Colorado Springs, and you're like, yeah, that's yeah conference back home and then god built that connection uh, with right. with that fighter how good's yeah. that wow yeah. 
Well, that's so good. I'm just, we're going to take a quick break and jump to a message from our sponsors, and then we'll come back for a quick Q&A with Wes and Elliot. We'll see you soon. Worship leaders and artists, it's time to reveal heaven. Sometimes worship ministry can get stale from unchanged routines and a rigid perspective of a worship leader's role. I released my first book, A Worship Leader's Guide into Prophetic Worship, to be a map to the worship artist pursuing excellence whilst hungering for more. Whilst it's a worship leader's guide, it's written to engage and impart to the artist and anyone who longs for a deeper experience of God in their worship and in their craft or art form. You can get a worship leader's guide into prophetic worship on Amazon, Kindle, or order a hard copy from us and we will post it to you. All right, it's Q&A time with Wes. And I want to just jump straight in by saying that some of these stories, they carry impartation to them. And the things about when you're traveling along, you might be in your car right now, you might be doing a workout at the gym, you might be hiking, whatever you may be doing, you're listening to this podcast for a reason. God wants to impart the courage. He wants to impart the faith of a child into you where you are right now, because Chances are God's calling you to do something pretty crazy right now. And we believe that God's going to fuel you and impart something to you right now. So Wes, what would you like to say to encourage um, artists, worshipers, that maybe God's calling them to step out on something that feels like uncharted territory right now? You know, I'd say to them, the only way you're going to know if God's actually calling you to do it is to do it. So that's now I know that's like like you know there's times that I've thought and look it is good to have a friend with you on that journey as well you know for those that are married you know your your partner but even sometimes they can think you're a bit loopy <laughs> you know doing that having someone that you could go to and talk to and say hey I think this is what God is saying now. They, they may not help you in any way. It may be that they're just there to pray for you, support you, and, and yeah, help you on that, that journey. Um, so you have to step out. You have to step out and do that. So if God's calling you to do something, if he's calling you to connect with someone, pick up the phone and phone them. Email them. Connect with them. Do that. Start the journey. Start writing it down. Even just, just um, say, okay, God, you're calling me to do this what does that look like? What is the first step? And try to break it down into little steps as to what it means to do and start small. God is about faithfulness. He is faithful with a little will be entrusted with much. You know, the parable of the talents. Um, you start small. Every like, This is the thing that gets me all the time. Anything, any film, any um, song, a- anything, any play, it always starts with an idea. And that's where it's all birthed. Yeah. So even Romans 12, just God, renew my mind so I can start to think about the things that you have for me. But to step out. And if you don't know what to do, I, I, I'm always encouraged with Isaiah 11 and verse 2. It says, the, it says, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, a spirit that gives extraordinary wisdom a spirit that provides the ability to execute plans and the spirit that it produces absolute loyalty to the Lord. Um, there you go. So, and if you lack wisdom, ask God for it. He talks about that in James. And, you know, Elliot, one of the things that I discovered, I remember many years ago I was working this firm and I used to have to 
you know, in Brisbane, we have the Gateway Bridge that we go over. And every day I'm driving over this bridge. And this one particular day I was saying, God, I've been asking for wisdom. When the heck am I going to get it? Because <laughs> it's like, like, you know, is this, you know, um, is it, um, anyhow, that day I had someone, one of the staff come into my office and ask me a question. And then he left. And then he came back in and said, where's your wise man? And I thought, it was like God said, see, I answered your prayer. <laughs> ah, fantastic. You know, it's just, you know, sometimes we're praying these things and we actually don't know that God has already given them to us, but we step out and act on them and go from there. That's so good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, as well, I just feel like we should pray for people who are listening right now um, because I really believe there's, there's courage needed to activate the seed, you know, and, and um, I think, wherever people are being called to right now that they could just be one prayer away from going, okay, I've got the courage to take the step. So wherever you're listening right now, we just want you to get into a space of receiving. You don't have to work for this. We're actually going to stand with you and agree with you uh, regarding the calling that you're just that's dawning on you right now and whatever it may be. So God, we just thank you right now uh, as Wes and I stand with our listeners. Father, we just declare wisdom and revelation that you would grant them wisdom, not only wisdom, but you would grant them courage to execute the wisdom of the plan, the strategy um, in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just pray as Wes prays right now that you would release what is on his life and what he has walked through with you, his journey, his history with you, hand in hand, what he's learned straight from your heart would get imparted and ignited in the hearts of our listeners in Jesus' name. Go for it, Wes. Lord, I pray right now that you would put the name of somebody that is going to open up and unlock unlock that dream, that vision into their minds, and then you'll give them the grace to be able to pick up their phone and make that phone call or email them and meet with them, Lord, and that from that step, doors will open up for them to see that dream, that vision that you've given them fulfilled in jesus name amen amen well wes it's been so good having you on art vance today thank you for being on no worries thank you elliot i love it and uh you know my heart is to see young artists and even old artists you know raised up and released to carry the word of god around the, the world and it may it may um not be a four spiritual laws or a three circles or whatever it is is just carrying that grace message to others. So good. Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining the Art Bands podcast. You've listened to Wes Leak today. Wes, how can people get a hold of you or follow what's happening in your world? Yeah, the best place is to go to our website, uh, www.businessblessings.com.au. Fantastic. Great. And that link is in the description uh, on the podcast. So go ahead and do that. Connect with these guys. And For you out there right now, wherever you're at, today is your day to step into that space of hearing from the Lord. Use listening prayer uh, because he's always got more good stuff to say than we do. (laughs) Amen. Until until next time, guys, we'll see you on Art Vents on the next episode. Thanks for joining. Thank you again for joining us on this podcast. You guys, as our Art Vance community, are the reason we produce this podcast because we realize there's a need for the narrative of what God is saying right now concerning worship and the arts industry here in Australia and beyond. Live the unboxed life. Be uncontainable in God's heart for you to be released into your field. 
your open place and reveal Jesus to your people. See you next time on Art Vance.